Oh, today's episode is one that you guys have been waiting for. You guys have been requesting. Today we are talking about the infamous gout. So out with gout. Let's get it rolling. Welcome to the What Up Doc University podcast, your number one resource for total body wellness. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. Hey, 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 welcome back to the What Up Doc University podcast. This is Dr. Mike Okuchi from the What Up Doc University podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I know we've been getting a lot of brand new listeners, and I just wanted to welcome you guys to the show. And a little bit about what we're trying to do with the show is my goal was to give you guys the best information possible in a way that you can easily understand it without all the medical jargon, without all the science hoopla and what what have you, you know, because all that kind of stuff may sound important, but if you can't understand it, it doesn't mean a thing. And so that's the whole goal of What Up Doc University podcast. And uh, if you haven't got a chance to check out our our Facebook fan page, make sure you link us up with uh, with that at www.whatupdocuniversity.com forward slash FB group. Make sure you get on the mailing list. We mail out uh, updates every now and then to give you guys some great information. Uh, so a, a little bit about what's going on in my life. Well, we've been getting rain a lot in Southern California, and you guys may hear another audio difference. I, I told you guys about that the other day. Uh, my podcast studio got rained out, and we got a big leak in the roof, so that's being under repair right now. So I'm at, actually podcasting from the living room, so you guys may hear uh, cars driving down the street. You guys may hear somebody in the background, uh, maybe kids running around, but uh, I got I wanted to get this out to you guys and making sure that we, we you know, I made my commitment to give you guys an episode at least every single week, so... I'm sticking to that commitment, and that was my New Year's resolution. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for the five-star reviews that you guys are leaving on iTunes. So if you uh, if you left a five-star review, mahalo nui loa for that. And uh, if you haven't yet left a five-star review and you wanted to, go ahead and if you go to our website and you click on the link um, right on this episode. So this is episode 41, so you go to www.whatupdocuniversity.com forward slash episode 41. You can actually listen to this episode on the website and there's a little link where you can leave us a five-star review. And if you do that, we appreciate that. And that helps us to get some more eyeballs on us and uh, increase our rankings on the iTunes store. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is going to be jam-packed with information so if you're listening to this while you're working out, while you are driving, uh, you may want to go back to this and take some notes because this episode is about gout. And a lot of people have been asking me about this. And, and um, you know, I, I knew a lot about gout to, um, from, from a clinical perspective. But as I started to research more into this and looking at some of the published research out there, it really startled me on you know, some of the things that we were taught in school and what we consider as common knowledge surrounding this topic wasn't the real thing, you know, as, you know, in comparison to what, what's being published and what they found out about all of this stuff. So 
For those of you who have no idea what gout is, it's basically one of the most painful things that you can experience in your joints. So if you can imagine like a bunch of hot pokers or a million hot needles in one of your joints that you cannot get rid of, that you would rather cut your foot off or cut that joint off and it would feel better, that's what gout feels like, okay? It's very excruciating pain. You can see it, your joints swell up, whether it's in your foot, whether it's in your elbow or in your hands, you get swelling of the joint. And it's basically an accumulation of uric acid crystals within the tissues of the body. Now, there are some things that predispose you to gout. So you may, it may be a familial connection, uh, more so on what your family chooses to eat. Now, there may be some genetic things that's involved with the inability or the buildup of uric acid in your body. Now, that, that may be a causative factor. Um, one of the thing, other predisposing factors is um, you, you're a man, you can be overweight, drinking too much alcohol is another one, um, eating too many foods that are rich in purines. We'll get a little bit into that on purines. Um, you can also be deficient in a specific enzyme that breaks down purines. Uh, another, another thing that predisposes you, you could be exposed to lead in the environment. So if you have an environment that has lead or you grew up in the time where they had lead in gasoline or lead in the paints, this will also predispose you to gout. Uh, or maybe you had an organ transplant. Organ transplant uh, is another predisposing factor. Or maybe you use some medicines such as diuretics, cyclosporine, um, levodopa, aspirin, or, or you maybe take a lot of niacin. These are all predisposing factors. Now, what happens in gout is that your body takes proteins, right? So we all know what proteins, fats, and carbohydrates are. So your body is taking these proteins and it breaks down to uh, a usable form called amino acid. So it's basically like looking at a big piece of Lego and you want to break down the uh, the Lego set that you bought and you want to build something else. So the body is taking that, that big piece of Lego, it breaks it down into little Lego blocks. Those are the amino acids. And then it utilizes it. Now, maybe you didn't need all of those Lego pieces to build your new thing, right? So there's excess, there's waste products. Now the body has to get rid of these excess waste products. And for proteins, this is um, the waste products uh, ultimately breaks down into uric acid. That's one of the, the byproducts of protein is uric acid. Now, here is the thing that, um, that, really, that really brought to my attention and really... Uh, it changed the way I looked at and think about gout in a clinical setting. Okay, we were often taught that there were foods that cause a gout attack. Okay, and what the research is actually showing is that foods are not the cause of gout. Food is a trigger to gout. Okay, and the only the the only reason why we say that is because the cause of gout is a change in the body's pH levels and it's higher in levels of uric acid and overall higher in you know the metabolic state so the sy systemic state of the body is more in a state of acidity 
So that's the causative factors. And, and there's multiple factors that increase systemic load of acidity in the body. Now, the foods is just the trigger. So it's kind of like you have uh, like dynamite lying around and the foods is the like the match or your lighter that goes and lights the wick for the dynamite and it explodes. Okay, the the you know, the match is not the cause of the explosion, right? The dynamite is, but it it triggers the uh, it triggers the the flare up of, you know, of the gout. And it's caused by remember this now, tissue acidity, right? So basically what's happening here is you're getting a concentration of this salt called monosodium urate. And again, that's just the breakdown of proteins. Okay? Now the body is naturally supposed to be able to get rid of these proteins. And one of the main reasons why I see people not being able to get rid of these proteins is that the, uh, the kidneys aren't effective at excreting the uh, these excess proteins or, or the excess uric acid. The, the kidneys are very much involved with balancing out pH levels in your body. So if you have a toxic load on your body, if you're exposed to a lot of pesticides, insecticides, herbs, what have you, you know, all these different toxins, they're putting a toxic load on your kidneys, which will then, if your kidneys have to focus on that and, and, and it puts the excess uh you know amino acids and the purines and uric acid it puts that aside what do you think happens well it builds up okay now you you have different different types of lifestyles that will you know obviously increase that drinking a lot of alcohol smoking uh, eating a lot of refined carbohydrates all of these things put an excess load on the body and if you've listened to a, a lot of the previous podcasts you'll you'll hear that I'm I'm really big on the fact that the body is all about adaptation. You know, there I I don't in clinic I don't see that the body it goes into a state of disease but rather in a state of dysfunction and a state of adaptation. The body is trying to adapt because of the environment that we put it into. So when we have a lifestyle that increases the acidic load, well, then the body has to compensate for that. Okay? So instead of, in, and if you look at gout, gout is actually the body's protective mechanism of you for you dying, you know, because if this uh, uric acid level increases within the blood, you're going to get problems, right? If the blood pH level changes, you're going to die. So what the body does is it, it sh you know, it shuttles all of this uric acid away from the blood away from the, the tissues and it wants to get it away from the tissues as far as possible. So it puts it into the joints, in, into, the, um, into the extracellular matrix. And then it gets to a point where it crystallizes. And this is what we know as gout. And remember what causes gout? Uric acid levels rising in the tissues. And then something needs to trigger it. Okay, so you need something like uh, the foods that you're eating, the lifestyle, maybe even stressors can become triggers for that. Okay. Now, an important risk factor for the crystallization of uric acid and even uh, kidney stones is when you measure your urine pH and it's, and it's relatively low. So you can go out and get pH test paper. Um, Hydreon is one of the best ones that I like. You can just go on Amazon and order those. 
and you measure the pH of your urine and if it's consistently below 5.5 you are predisposed to gout flare-ups because you're on that state of acidity and your body all it needs is that one trigger to set off those uric acids to crystallize okay that that is is a telltale sign um other things that may speed up the process of crystallization is a drop in temperature so if you live in colder climates or you, you went from uh, the transition from summer to fall into winter and you know uh, maybe the climate that you live in was maybe in the 80s or 90s and then all of a sudden you're in the 30s and 40s you're more you know you're more predisposed to a gout flare-up uh, strenuous exercise lack of oxygen delivery so if you're not getting good oxygen delivery to the tissues that's another big reason um, some things that may cause lack of oxygen delivery could be uh, a decrease in the electrical voltage of your body um, you know because what happens to the red blood cells is that they clump up together so instead of looking like nice little donuts flowing through your bloodstream they look like stacks of coins that can't really get through the capillaries effectively and they stack up and they make your blood actually thicker uh, you could be dehydrated you got to drink more water it's very very simple if you see all of these things is having to do with an adaptation to the environment that you are in okay uh, some things that are linked towards gout you know things like type 2 diabetes metabolic syndrome um, cardiovascular disease so if you have gout you're more predisposed to having cardiovascular disease you know and all of these things are just you know chronic health diseases they all tie together to a lifestyle of compromising the body and and the cells in the body um, here's here's some of the things that really uh, that really shocked me when I when I read uh, some of the research and it looked at well what were the main triggers for gout attacks and um, number one all right there's four of them that that we were that that I that I you know stumbled upon number one was exposure to mycotoxins so no this is not toxins that comes from dr. Mike these are toxins that come from molds okay so mycotoxins uh, molds and fungus and they make these different toxins and, it, and it's part of their their defense mechanism you know molds don't have arms they can't carry a gun and they don't have any armory so they create their own toxins to defend against other offenders and unfortunately we're one of those offenders so uh, they make these toxins which then gets into our body and wreaks all kinds of havoc you know we're gonna have a whole podcast episode on that but it wreaks huge amounts of havoc on our body and our cellular uh, our, the cellular function and if the body's too high in mycotoxins you are more predisposed to having a gout flare-up another one and this is the one that you know you read in a lot of the research you just you look all over and uh, clinicians are talking about this main one that people don't necessarily know as one of the main triggers for gout flare-ups and this is one of fructose okay so fructose comes from what fruits and one of the things that we see a lot of people and this is why we say alcohol consumption or beer is uh, beer alcohol uh, a lot of fruit juices 
a lot of uh, things that people consider as like sports drinks or health drinks are high in fructose. Um, sodas are high in fructose, high fructose corn syrup. And fructose will actually become a major trigger for gout flare-ups. And this, I've seen this a lot in practice where people come and tell me, hey, doc, I've, I've stayed away from you know, the, the, the common triggers that we think about, you know, red meats and shellfish, um, wines and all that stuff. But you know, I've been eating a clean diet. And then, I, and then I asked them, well, what kind of fruits are you eating? And they, they are eating a lot of fruits and they're eating, they're drinking a lot of fruit juices. Maybe people are thinking that they're being healthy by juicing. And this high levels of fructose is triggering these gout attacks. And once we get them off of that, we start to see that their body starts to normalize, okay? Uh, and in the show notes, I'm going to put the links to some of the studies that shows the, you know, the proof, basically, that fructose is one of the main triggers for gut attacks. All right, so that was number two. Number three is the inactivation of nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is a vasodilator. So basically, it makes your blood vessels bigger, Bigger blood vessels means that you get increase in circulation. And when you get decrease in circulation, what happens? You get decrease in oxygen delivery, which then predisposes you towards metabolic acidosis. And then you get what? You get gout flare-ups. So inactivation of nitric oxide. And this, this can happen in numerous ways. And I'm going to put a link to uh, the study that, uh, that really discovered that one. And then number four was cell damage due to reactive oxygen species, basically oxidative damage that's happening to the cells. And this happens just from being alive. And we're being exposed to oxidative damage you know, all through everyday life. Just the mere fact that you're breathing oxygen, you're actually causing oxidative damage. But you know, don't go and stop breathing right now. Uh, keep on breathing. But you got to be able to curb that oxidative damage and that's why our body naturally makes antioxidants like superoxide dismutase and glutathione um, and we have in nature we have a lot of antioxidants it comes in the fruits and vegetables that we should be consuming uh, even supplementation is focused on that so having a lot of antioxidants in our daily lives is essential to uh, you know, curbing our body from chronic health diseases, especially gout. All right, let's let's move on to. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, oh, let me just step back here. There's a there's a study I wanted to read to you guys that talks about the effect of uh, body mass index, so BMI, uh, in the relationship to sugar sweetened beverages intake. Uh, what, let me look at the what's the study name here. BMI modulates the relationship of sugar sweetened beverage intake with serum urate urate concentrations in gout. Basically, it's saying that if your BMI, your body mass index, uh, in the relation to how much how much soda or fruit beverages you drink, how does that influence gout? And it's uh, the result says the data suggests that BMI influences serum urate and gout risk in response to chronic sugary beverage intake. So basically what they're saying is that obesity and being overweight will increase or you know predispose you more towards a gout flare up. And, and guys, this is not like earth-shattering revelations, but I wanted to stress the importance of you know making sure that we're we're getting our body balanced, you know, and 
and being in a higher BMI category, you know, is one of the things that that predisposes us to all kinds of different ailments. And if you go back to the the other episode where I talked about metabolic obesity and normal weight, now we even see that we can't necessarily rely on our weight. We need to look at the other factors on our metabolic paneling, okay? Now, we know all these things. I just told you guys about gout. I told you about some of the what what it is, some of the, the predisposing factors, what are some of the common triggers. So now, what do we do? You know, how, one, how do we prevent this? And two, if you do have an attack, what are some of the natural things that, that you can do? Because I know a lot of people, one of the main questions that they have is, Doc, I don't want to be on allopurinol for the rest of my life. You know, I don't want to have to rely on that because there's other side effects of allopurinol um, that you don't necessarily need. Well, there are things that you can do. So the number one thing is you got to figure out which foods agree with you and which ones don't. And there are specific ways that you can do that. There's a general way that you can do that. You can just eliminate uh, you know, all the main offenders that you think of and then start adding it back in one at a time and see which one causes a trigger. And then just don't consume that, right? If you know that uh, drinking red wine is the main trigger for a flare-up, uh, stay away from red red wine. Unless, you know, you want the pain and suffering, then stick with the red wine. But if you want to really get rid of it, you got to get rid of the triggers, all right? But now... Going back even further, if we understand that the cause of it all is metabolic acidosis and the cause of metabolic acidosis usually comes from lifestyle and the kidneys not working properly, you've got to make sure that we start detoxifying the kidneys. So go back to the podcast where I talk about detoxification and the the proper way that you need to detoxify. And one of those ways is to get the kidneys clean. And I'll give you a big hint. One way to get the kidneys to work properly is drink more water, okay? Drink more water. You got to be drinking more water. Drink good water and stay hydrated. That will help your body to start balancing out the, the metabolic acidosis that's going on in your body and putting a burden on your kidneys, okay? So you're figuring out which foods are, don't, uh, you, know, you don't agree with or your body doesn't agree with. Number two is... Keep your fructose consumption to less than 15 grams a day, okay? You got to be conscious about that because fructose is one of the major triggers for gout attacks. So keep that to less than 15 grams per day. Uh, Some things that you can eat, and this is, you know, it may seem contrary to what I just said, but cherries um, can actually reverse gout, and, um, you know, it's, there, there's a component within cherries. I'm not going to get into the, the specifics of it, but it basically blocks this enzyme called cyclooxygenase 1 and cyclooxygenase 2. Uh, it's basically what we call a COX-1, COX-2 inhibitor. And this is what stuff like Vioxx, um, that was its goal. Unfortunately, Vioxx also killed people. Uh, cherries don't unless you choke on the seeds. Uh, so you can eat cherries to get rid of the... Um, the effects of gout and reverse all of that kind of stuff. Um, anthocyanins. Anthocyanins is a really, really important one. Um, it's a really important antioxidant to to you know be consuming. Anthocyanins, uh, quercetin. So anthocyanins you can find in almost any colorful fruit. Quercetin is commonly found in onions, 
that's a really that's has a, one of the biggest concentrations um, in onions. Proteolytic enzymes is another one. So stuff like bromelain, papain, lipase, protease. Um, these are the ones that will help eat away at all of that excess stuff that doesn't need to be there that causes uh, flare-ups. Panathenic acid is another big one. That's part of the B complex. Apple cider vinegar is, you know, apple cider vinegar is just something that everybody needs to have around. You know, if you have, especially if you have indigestion, indigestion, you need that you need actually more um, acidity in your stomach. So having apple cider vinegar is uh, is very very important. Alfalfa. So eating alfalfa. So go go make your sandwich. Just don't put fruits in your sandwich, and eat some alfalfa. And uh, another one is nutmeg. So. Maybe you guys can make an alfalfa, nutmeg, panathenic, quercetin, you know, having some onions in your sandwich with some, uh, with some bell peppers and then top it off with some apple cider vinegar and that will be your gout recipe. Anyways, I, I hope that, you know, that this was something that you guys can take home to a friend or family member, uh, utilize the information. And if you found this useful, please share this with somebody um, share it on social media tag us at what up doc university and if you feel so to uh, leave us a five-star review on itunes go ahead and go on over to itunes leave us a five-star review and head on over to our website at www.whatupdocuniversity.com and if you haven't yet joined our facebook group every wednesday at seven o'clock pacific we do a q a session where you know, I jump on, answer your questions, and then, you know, kind of giving you guys guidance because my whole goal is to help make the world a healthier place because a healthier you means a healthier family, and a healthier family means healthier communities. Healthier communities means healthier towns. Towns turns into states. States turns into countries. And if we have healthy countries, we have a healthy world. And that's the whole goal. The founder of chiropractic was once was once quoted of saying that and i wanted to carry on that mission to make this world a healthier place and we need your help to doing that so if you guys could spread this message get this message to as many people as possible we appreciate that but till the next time till next episode episode 42 which is going to be a good one guys uh it, it's one that this one was really <laughs> I got a lot of requests for this one. You know, people post up on the What Up Doc University podcast asking for different episodes, and this was a big one. Um, and it's going to be it, it, the title of it is called "A Known Cancer Causing Chemical Lurking in Our Life." So we're going to talk about this one specific chemical that's lurking pretty much everywhere in our life that we don't necessarily pay attention to but it's wreaking havoc upon our bodies. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode and also what are some of the things that we can do to get that out of our body. So until next time, this is Dr. Mike from What Up Doc University Podcast signing out. Until the next one, be well and aloha.